Hello and welcome to episode two of the Creators Podcast. My name's Richard Beatty and today I'm going to be interviewing an old friend called Stuart Palmer. So I met Stu back in 1988 and uh, at the time I was 14, riding about on a BMX and uh, he had a motorbike, he was, he was a bit older, 16 I think. And um, it, but it wasn't till like a couple of decades later that we reconnected, and um, I went out to to meet him at what I would describe as his secret warehouse. And I turns up at this place, and there's solar panels everywhere that are tracking the sun, um, wind turbines, and um, I was really into you know like the um, clean green energy so i was fascinated by what he was doing and he told us stories about um how he'd created he, he had some sort of government funding and he was being funded to create this generator that ran on pig shit i think it was a generator anyway it, it blew up um and um so he was telling us all these amazing projects that he'd been working on and um all this with being dyslexic as well and uh anyway we became good friends and started working on projects together i'd already been working on um hydrogen gas projects running running your car on on water basically and um some nikola tesla bits and pieces and um yeah just kind of got to know Stu and uh, realized he had a an amazing brain and um started working together on these projects and created some uh, pretty cool stuff so when i decided that i was going to start the creators podcast he was one of the first people that i thought of that i, that I really want to get on here and speak to because when you hear how this guy's mind works um yeah it's 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 insane in a in a hyper productive sort of way so it's amazing what he's achieved um so yeah, he's a he's a busy man. I had to uh, catch him on a on a Zoom call when he was working on one of his projects, he's renovating a house. Um, so yeah, this is a, a, a recording of um, a conversation I had with Stu a couple of days ago. So hope you enjoy it. Stu, welcome to the Creators Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I'm excited about this. Um, I know we spoke about. Uh, well, we've spoke about a lot of stuff, but we spoke about, you know, doing this and us communicating in a public way. Uh, and this gives us a platform to do it. So, um, yeah, let's let, let's start at, like, baby stew, you know. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to know everything, school and, and first job, first business idea, all that sort of stuff. Right, so obviously, uh, Baby Stu, I was, um, I, I was brought up uh, with a lot of women. Uh, obviously, um, my mum and dad were divorced, um, so I was brought up um, with my aunts, my sister, and obviously my mum, which was tricky. Obviously, on a, on a weekend, I used to... Um, I used to help my grandmother, who used to make curtains. Uh, she used to be a seamstress. She used to make curtains, like wedding dresses, 
um, bridesmaid dresses, uh, clothes. She used to use like use patterns and make clothes. Um, she used to make loads of uh, cushions and stuff like that. Um, so it's probably my Saturday where obviously my sister and aunt and my mum used to go into town, but my sister used to go dancing a lot. Obviously, I used to get stuck um, stuck at a sewing machine. That's my, that was my either watching the wrestling, watching Big Daddy and great giant haystacks with my grandma, um, or obviously making cushions and stuff like that. Um, so that yes, yeah, so that was that. Obviously, that was probably till like it was probably age nine or whatever. Um, and then obviously, um, obviously through school, school is quite tricky. Um, the, I was kept back a year because I was born on the 3rd of September, which was a bit of a nightmare. All my friends left, um, they left like preschool, but it was called, um, play, play school, whatever it was called. Uh, and then they went to, um, junior school and obviously poor me got kept back. So obviously all my friends went, um, and then I didn't. Um, so my mum tried to get us into the school. Uh, obviously spoke to a council. Nightmare. <laughs> oh, no, no, it was a nightmare. It was like, uh, so obviously my mum tried to get us into school and, and, and they wouldn't be on it because it was the 3rd of September and you have to be born on the 1st, before the 1st of September to obviously do that. Um, so yeah, so I got kept back a year, um, which was obviously it was difficult at the time, but obviously I think it planned out better um, because when all the other kids came into school, uh, like into like play school, it was called, um, I was the oldest, biggest. Um, everybody knew me because I'd been there, obviously, previous year. Because uh, it's like preschool, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, so that was fine. And then obviously went to junior school, uh, obviously oldest in the year, um, biggest in the year, um, more polished of the year, you would say. Um, and... Obviously, went through school, went through school like quite like that uh, until it probably started to get to um, like the last year where the other kids started to like obviously catch me up inside and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it was a very colourful time at primary school. Um, but obviously, leaving primary school, everybody it was the BMX era because obviously the BMX behind you. Uh, it was the BMX era, um, and because obviously I was came from a divorced family. Um, obviously my mum had been raising my, uh, me and my sister um, so she hadn't been going to work um, but then she started work towards the like when I started going to secondary school she obviously it was easier, she could go and get a job uh, but me uh, I, needed a, I needed a BMX, BMXs were expensive um, and I needed to find a way to obviously pay for BMX from a BMX because uh, it was quite expensive um, so I did all sorts of stuff. I, I was like washing cars, um, cleaning windows, sweeping streets, um, obviously helping my grandma make um, cushions and stuff. Um, just bob a job, knocking on people's doors and just trying to raise money, money, money. Um, and what you did, and obviously bought myself uh, um, a BMX. can't remember, I think it was 100 and... 170 quid back then, which was quite expensive, really, because we're talking a long time ago. Um, so, yes, yeah, so obviously, I started secondary school. Um, totally different. Um, I wanted a better BMX. What, um, what BMX did you buy? I bought, uh, it was a Wildcat Diatron. Um, <laughs> Wildcat Diatron, I know. Um, 
But I snapped it in half. We were doing uh, things called ETs, where you jump off the side of a, a like hill and then you you land at the bottom, which is probably about thirty feet. Um, so I snapped my frame in half. I snapped my frame in half, um, and then had to go and buy a new frame. Now the new frame, um, which was a Firebird Freestyle frame, um, I can't remember. I think it was about one hundred and forty-five quid. I think it was. Um, you remember these figures when you're only 12 years old because you have to, it's a lot of money you have to make. Um, yes, yeah, so I needed to buy a new frame. Um, so I had to find some money to do that. Now, obviously, it's, it's quite funny, um, the, the schemes, because obviously this is me now in secondary school. Um, the, uh, obviously, I found out, obviously, I found where... That I, that I had a dad and obviously he'd married somebody else and obviously they had their own family and that. Um, but I sort of got in touch with my grandfather. Uh, he was an engineer um, and, and obviously had a bus business and stuff like that. Um, but he, uh, he, had, he had lathes um, and an engineering kit. Um, so what I started to do, because obviously trick nuts came out, um, so everybody was wanting trick nuts, you see, but the shops only could buy a few of them. They couldn't buy loads. And um, so what I started to do, I would go to, um, obviously Thomas Graham's was a local uh, steel merchant. Um, and I would buy lengths of, um, I think it was 22 mil aluminium rod. Uh, and then what I'd do, I would put it into the lathe. I would uh, drill the center out. I would tap it the same um Diameter was the obviously the front wheel track, front and back wheel on the on the BMX, um, and then I would knurl the knurling means you put like a uh, you put like a grip on it, so it's a special tool you put into the lathe, uh, and then I knurled it so it all looked quite it looked really nice, um, and yeah I was selling those at school uh, I was selling for five pounds a piece because uh, I think I think they're about six ninety nine or something in the shops so I was selling like five pound a piece to all my friends because everybody had BMXs. Um, so obviously raised a lot of money, uh, obviously bought uh, another BMX, which I think was quad angle. Um, yeah, I bought like a PK Ripper. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously <laughs> things were going well when you were how old? So that, 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 this is me at 12 years old. It's going to first year, first year at school, um, first year at school. Um, but then 12 and they got to 13. Oh, I wanted a motorbike. I needed a motorbike. Um, so I needed more money now, um, which was quite amusing. Um, so obviously, my, um, my grandfather had a bus business, um, which was uh, like Blair and Palmer's back then. Um, so what I would do, um, Torvald, uh, no, it wasn't Torvald Dean, it was, um, it was Robin Cousins. I think he was in the Olympics. Uh, he was a sing. Uh, a figure skater thing. Um, so we used to go to, because um, everybody was into it, we used to go to Lockerbie a lot. Um, ice skating, my cousin used to take us. And then obviously I used to go to school. I used to say, oh, I was ice skating a lot. It was really good. And it, because it was relevant, you know what I mean? It was, uh, everybody was talking about ice skating and Robin Cousins was on the TV all the time and stuff. Uh, everybody wanted to go. And I thought, mm, hang on a minute. So the next time I went to, um, to Lockerbie, uh, I asked them, I said, I said listen, if, if I bring a group of, kids like a group of my like my my year at trinity school um 
could I get some like discount? The thing, oh yeah, no worries, we'll give you a discount. You're fetching loads of kids and stuff like that. I said, ah, oh, right, okay then. Uh, and this is before, this is pre-internet and stuff like that. So I had to get their telephone number and stuff like that. And I had to make sure of thing. And then obviously spoke to, um, spoke to my, obviously it was my grandfather on that side. I said, I said, oh, listen, I need to run a trip. I'm going to do a trip to um, Lockerbie Ice Rink. I'm going to uh, sell tickets to all my friends at school. Um, and I've got to do that. So obviously I spoke to the teacher about it. I said, oh, right. I said, Mister. I said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to organise a trip to um, to Lockerbie Ice Rink and all. Uh, I said, I've organised the bus, I've organised stuff like that. Um, I just need to organise the payments because obviously I couldn't really ask my kids, like ask the kids at school to give us money because they needed like a, like a parents' form for them to take them out of school and stuff like that. Even back in when this eighties, isn't it? Um, so obviously I did these nice letters. I said, oh, this is the thing. This is the date. This is the time. Uh, obviously a money slip that you cut off the bottom. Obviously you put the money in an envelope and fetched it into school. Um, and I filled the bus. There was like the, the bus, I can't remember, it was 52-seater. Filled the bus. Um, we go to, um, so we all go to Lockerbie Ice, Ice Rink. Absolutely amazing. We all have a cracking time. Um, all jump back into the bus, come home. And we obviously parked outside Trinity School, um, outside Law School, because obviously we were a law school at the time. And um, the so everybody, all, all the kids leave. And so I'm sitting at the front of the bus. Um, the um, obviously there's, there's, there's another teacher there. It obviously didn't really understand that I'd organised it. Um, so they paid. So they paid the people at Lockerbie to hire the ice rink. So they they paid out of the obviously out of the takings. Um, and obviously everybody left the bus and there was me, obviously the teacher and the bus driver. Obviously the bus driver's asking for his money. And so obviously she pays the bus driver for the, obviously taking us to Lockerbie and back. And she's got like, she's got like a hundred pounds, right? hundred pounds, which nowadays, you know what I mean? You're probably talking six, 700 pounds. She's got like a hundred pounds in her hand. And she's going, but I've got, there's a hundred pounds spare. Yeah. What, what am I doing with that? And the bus driver just turns around, he's dead funny, and he just looks at us and goes, oh, that's Stuart. And, the, and obviously the, the teacher's going, what, what do you mean it's Stuart? And she goes, oh, that, that's his money, <laughs> that's his money. Uh, so obviously she couldn't give it, because I was only, like, I was only still 12, 13 years old, so she couldn't give it to me. Uh, so they had to phone my mum, my mum had to go into school and obviously collect my money and stuff like that. Um, so the, obviously this was great. So anyway, the kids were like, oh, the kids were amazed. Oh, this was brilliant. Wait, we can we order another one? So I organized another one. I organized another one. And so this, this is great. I was making I was making like a hundred quid every fortnight um, doing these daft bus trips. But then the school, obviously the school got a bit upset with me because obviously I was making this money. I, was probably, I, I, I don't even know how much hundred pounds. Yeah, it was probably it was probably more than their week's wage um, back in them days. Um, but yeah, so he's me at 13 years old making probably their week's wage in a Saturday morning. Um, so yeah, but, so Trinity, they didn't like after that. Um, so obviously they kiboshed me for that. Um, so that, that was that business finished. Um, I, I know the business I did at school, obviously if anybody, friends <laughs> listening from this, from Trinity, they'll always laugh about it. Um, I used to, because um, I was good at art, I used to like do loads of comics, um, a bit like the Viz. This is previs, if anybody knows what Viz is, like and that's sort of an adult comic. Um, so yeah, I, I used to do I used to do these comics, um, photocopy them, and then sell them to the um sell them to the first and second formers, uh, which was quite funny. Um 
until I got caught, and then obviously draw comics. So those all hand drawn, yeah. Hand drawn, yeah, and then I photocopied them. Um, I, I can't remember. There was about six, probably six A4 sheets, all folded and stapled together. Um, but yeah, so so I used to I used to sell them to the first and second form because I was probably fourth form now. Um, fourth form now. Um, yeah, uh, and then I got caught for that, and then obviously I had to go to the headmaster, explain that. Mum was in again. Um, my mum thought the drawings were really good. Obviously, the headmaster didn't think so, and it was it was not good for the younger kids to learn about this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so obviously I got kibosh as well. Um, so I I sort of left that. Um, I was busy with motorbikes after that, um, so I was busy. Which is which, <laughs> which is how we met. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I used to do there, I, I obviously I used to I used to tune. I, I used to tune. BMX, uh, not BMX, I used to tune motorbikes, uh, specifically um, like RD50s and AR50s. I used to tune those. Um, I used to gas flow the heads, um, obviously gas flow the pistons to make them go all, faster. All, all this is engineering stuff that you've learned from your... Well, yeah, so it's sort of... I, I wouldn't... Well, yeah. It, yeah. Because um, obviously my brother did racing and stuff like that, so I sort of learned bits and bobs and started picking stuff up. Uh, I obviously wanted my bike to go faster, so it's, it's like a need, isn't it? Um, I need this to go faster. I need to find out how. Then obviously you learn how to find out how. Uh, you learn how it goes together, and then you improve how it goes together, and then obviously that's how you end up. So you've designed all. All of this then started with going back to when you first started making money, and it came from a a need to make money to buy something. That was the, that that was yeah. The... Yeah, you've always had a goal, so you're always chasing that. You're always chasing that carrot or the or chasing that rainbow. Um, and obviously, the, the more you get, the more you find out how it. Well, how easy it is really to get. Um, so then, obviously, your goals get a bit better. Um, and you I'm went, not saying every every goal works. When you were a kid, kid you would just say it was something that you wanted. You know what I mean? And, and you and you. Yeah, it's just. Now it's, it's usually now it's a usually, goal, it? but we don't. Yeah, it's usually something that somebody else has got that you haven't got. Um, obviously, because of money, because uh, obviously my, my parent, like my, my mum, wasn't rich. Um, so yeah, so anything I wanted, I, I couldn't like go and rattle their purse strings. You know what I mean? I had to, I had to go and find this money. Um, and, and when you learn how to do it, it's it, it's relatively easy. Um, you just, but, but like I said before, you. It's not a winner every time. Um, I, I have loads of loads of designs and inventions and stuff um, that fell flat in the faces. Obviously, invested loads of time and money. Um, yeah, it fell flat in the faces. But but it's it's, it's a learning experience, isn't it? And that's where you stand up and you reflect on where you went wrong. Um, so it's not really. I, I wouldn't say falling's a, a, a bad thing. I think it, it gives you the step for the next time. You know what I mean? You think, ah, oh, right. I won't do that again, because obviously your last mistake's your best teacher. Um, but, so you're always learning from your last mistakes. Like with all this going on, how was school going? Uh, school was all right. Obviously, I, I didn't find out until I was until I was about forty three that I was dyslexic. Um, so I I went through I went through um, my childhood, and obviously everything. I, I went through thinking that everybody, everybody was thick. 
um, because they couldn't see what I could see. Um, they couldn't understand what I could understand. And they were really slow, uh, and especially for a design side. You know what I mean? You explain to people, oh, this is how this works. This is how we put it together. That's how that. And they would just look at me and go, what? Um, so, so, yeah, I, I didn't really understand why I was different. You know what I mean? I, I didn't understand. And I didn't until, like I, was, like I said, like I was 43 years old. Um, so, that's yeah. Dyslexia, but, is it the dyslexia? That, that's creativity that they're not understanding. Yeah, obviously, with with dyslexia, um, especially the one I had, um, I sort of struggled. I struggled with uh, with maths. I was good at art. I was good at design. I was good at obviously metalwork, woodwork, physics, chemistry, biology. Um, I was good at all that. I was top set for English until I upset the English teacher, and then I got dropped into remedial, which was amusing. I've got to go from top set to a remedial, watching videos all the time, so I wasn't bothered. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you, you look at things totally different, and, and that's probably one of the key things, uh, and that's one of the gifts. You know what I mean? If, if a lot of people say, um, and especially since obviously I was teaching anyway, um, a lot of people think dyslexia slows you down, and which it does because you have to think like other people think. Um, but I, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't say it slows you down. I would, I'd say once you learn to integrate with non-dyslexic people um, and, and, and the penny drops. When you start to learn, you think, ah, I need to speak to these people slightly different because um, your thought process is, is a lot faster. Um, obviously, dyslexic people, well, especially in my case, I think outside the box where people think inside the box. Um, they think they, they do everything in steps, A, B, C, and D, but I just think, right, um, I need to get to D. And how's, how's my process? I'm going to get to D. I don't have to do these steps. Um, I, I, I can, I can like forward see it. But going back to the engineering things, I could, I, I could look at this trick note and I'll say, all right, this is how it's made. This is how it's done. That's how I was going to process it. Um, this is how I could improve it. Um, this, but, but I thought dyslexia was like words on a page and you look at it and it goes blah blah blah, blah like because that's no 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 it does it does uh, obviously i have to use my finger when i'm reading um and uh, especially black on white text black on white text and, and it's really small it, it's, it floats around the page because like uh maybe because printed text you 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 can't understand it so well and i'm exactly the same yeah um, that, that, that you're more visual therefore you're able to assemble the whole thing in your head without do you know what i mean like it, yeah yeah because of, you have yeah. sense of that you've got to learn to make sense of it in another way you know what i mean yeah and obviously i was left-handed as well which was always a nightmare really um, you're not left-handed anymore no no i was left well everybody wanted me to be right-handed um obviously i went uh, i went to music school um and i got kicked out of there because i was left-handed um i struggled reading the music um I, yeah it was it was quite uh um, it was quite vicious back then because you know what I mean. The thought, um, the thought, oh, he's useless. He, he can't do anything. You know what I mean? It, it's so simple. He can't do it. But I just physically, physically, I couldn't understand why they were making it so difficult. It, it, it's like so when people, and this this happens with dyslexic people, especially if like teachers shout at somebody in the class, um, and they go like, like, like Darren, and obviously poor Darren goes, oh my god, for a start. He's thinking, right, so why is this teacher shouting at me? What have I done wrong? Um, 
uh, is it because I've done this? Because, and, and they're processing, right? They're processing probably a hundred thoughts through their head in like matchless seconds, right? And then obviously the teacher will go, Darren! And you go, and then he's thinking, oh, sh- this, obviously the teacher's upset with me now. I, could, I definitely must have done something wrong. Um, and they get, the, it's, it's, like a, it's like a white screen goes up. So you, it doesn't matter what you say now to them, you can ask them what two plus two is, and they cannot give you the answer because they're not thinking. They're not thinking about what you are saying, like what the teacher's asking. They're thinking, why is the teacher upset with me? Why, why is the mad? What have I done? Is it because I haven't done this? And they're processing loads of other things rather than just saying, oh, sorry, sir. What, what did you say? You know what I mean? And they're probably just saying, like, stop tapping your pencil because that's another problem you get when you're dyslexic. You tap stuff all the time. Um, this is... <laughs> I mean, you've went through through all of this and obviously completed school, went through a few whatever jobs that we're going to go over, but you ended up being a teacher. Yeah, I know, which was absolutely bizarre. Um, so, like, you're, you're talking about this from a, a, a kid's and, a, you know, you've got a double viewpoint of it. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, like, finished school, you've done all right. Did you leave school and get a job or were you... Like, so school... Right, so school, I was supposed to, um, I was supposed to do architecture uh, at university. Um, so obviously, careers day came. I spoke to the architect guys, um, and they wanted me to go to uh, university for twelve years um, for to study to be an architect. Twelve years, and I was going, "Oh my god!" And I said, "All right, I'm gonna guaranteed a job at the end of this." And they said, "No." Um, now, back in those days, you could only you could only send one child to school. Uh, to a university because obviously you you were given like a grant, um, especially if you're from a low, low income or whatever. Um, so my sister obviously used my card because she went to university. Um, so obviously if I wanted to go, I needed to pay. Um, and this is before student grants and stuff like this. Um, so me thinking, right, I'm 16 years old. Uh, I need to go to university for 12 years, um, not guaranteed a job at the end. And I thought, ah, do you know something? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go a different direction. Now, obviously, pre this, um, so obviously I was doing BMXing, uh, motorbikes, um, but I also bought myself a, a, a ZX81, uh, did computer programming, and then bought myself a ZX Spectrum, did more computer programming. Um, and then obviously the, the schools used to get uh, BBC micros. And because I was obviously computer literate, I used to help them do all the computers. Because at that point in time, we were miles further ahead. Well, obviously, the computer geeks, we were miles further ahead than the teachers, like light years ahead. Um, and that's not a fault for the teachers. It's just the teachers couldn't learn because they've got other things to do. They need to do teach this. They need to mark this. They've got parents even. And they've got um, out-of-school problems. Oh, they've got to take kids out of school and they do residentials. and that. They don't really have time to sit with a new product and go through it. Uh, and that's still that's still relevant today. Um, so yeah, so we were miles ahead. Um, I just need to watch my tr- thinking track that I don't disappear too far. Um, yeah, so obviously there was loads of things available for me at the time leaving school. Um, so I finished school on the Friday. Um, haven't collected my GCSE results to this day. Um, so I left school on the Friday, started work at an engineering company um, doing work for NASA. Uh, I started working there on the Monday. So I left school on Friday. I had Saturday and Sunday off and then started work on Monday. 
Um, obviously, it was handy for me because I already had a motorbike. Um, because I was 16, I was the oldest in the school again. Um, so when everybody turned into school, first first day of fifth form, because obviously it was on my birthday, which was the 3rd of September, um, I rode to school on my motorbike. Uh, so all through fifth year, obviously I was walking around, I had a helmet with me and all that. Um, yeah, so it's, I never, oh, how come you, that's it? I was like, because I'm 16. Oh, how come you're 16? And everybody's like 14 and 15. I said like, because obviously I got kept back here, so that's why I'm the oldest kid. Um, so anyway, so, but, uh, diverging again. Uh, so I went. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, no. So, so obviously I started working on the Monday, um, straight into uh, engineering. They put me on a lathe, because obviously I knew how to use a lathe, put me on a lathe. Um, making uh, special valves for the spatial. And that's what I was doing, I was making special valves for the spatial um, uh, with a six-head multi-chuck lathe, it was. Um, now, th this was easy for me. It was easy, you know what I mean? Uh, and don't forget, I was only, I was, I was 16 years old, um, hadn't been to college yet um, doing this job, and it was easy. And I, I was knocking out probably... I don't know, I was knocking out, what, 2,000 of these things a day. Absolutely bored to death. Um, like, doing crazy patterns with these hexagon collet sort of valve things we were making. Um, so I did this, I did this for probably two weeks, and I thought, oh, my God, I can't do this. And, and I was praying for the drill or whatever to snap. Or, or go blunt so I could go and sharpen this thing, because this, this was a nightmare for me, because obviously creative thinking uh, so I'm thinking I'm going nah, I could do this easier I could do this like this improving the system and that um, obviously my um, my line managers were noticing and thinking oh, this, this guy is, is redesigning all this so it works faster um, producing more and then obviously the big boss obviously came to see us and stuff and they thought oh yeah Stuart you can do this you can do that yeah yeah no um, so I think I did another week and then and I went and knocked on his door and said Listen, I can't do this. Oh, you can, you can. You're absolutely amazing. And I'm saying, I can't. Honestly, I can't do this. Um, so they put me, they took me off that and they put me on some stuff for BNFL on a bigger CNC because I wanted to do computer. Obviously, I was, at the time, I was computer literate. I could use computers and stuff. Um, so I could do G code. I could do binary. I could do ASCII. Um, I could do MS-DOS. Uh, I could program these machines. I could program. Um, I said, listen, you need to put me on these big machines. Now, these, these machines were like, they, they were expensive. They were expensive. Um, and the people who were using them, um, they, they were like proper engineers. Uh, and they didn't want some young kid. Walson Hill has only been in there for like three weeks. Um, he didn't want that. So, so yeah, so I did a, a bit of work for, for, the, for like Sellafield and, and I thought, oh God, I can't even do this. So I said, right. And I always see him knocked on his dog and listen, listen, man, this, this is killing me, this job. Um, so they put me on the... Uh, put me on quality control, right? Put me on quality control. Um, so I had my nice little white jacket on and stuff like that, my nice white gloves, because obviously this stuff's from being a fellow NASA and stuff. Um, so yeah, so I was all dressed up in my QC. Um, worst thing ever to give, obviously I didn't know this at the time, worst thing ever to give tolerance to somebody who's got dyslexia. <laughs> Because obviously they give us like a, a small range of tolerance because these things were for nuclear reactors, you know what I mean? So they had to be, they had to be bob on like. Um, so obviously I had, I had um, all these like, like gauges to give us my depths, the like go no go gauges, um, to, to obviously measure all this stuff. Now I was, 
I was rejecting stuff because it was, it was slightly out of tolerance. I was rejecting this stuff and I like saying, no, send it back. And it's probably took these guys two weeks to make this stuff. Um, and they were freaking out, man. They were coming in, man, screaming at us. And I'm like there with a torrent meter, like looking at them saying, listen, it's not intolerance and that. And then obviously the thing, and then obviously the boss is coming in and saying, all oh, right, what's going on? I said, well, you give me this tolerance. It's out of tolerance. Um, it's, it's either too big or too small. This is for a nuclear reactor. So then they were officially phoning up the people who were doing all the drawings and stuff and saying, oh, is this, is this thing? And I said, oh, yeah, it's all right. It'll, it'll match within it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I was making enemies. I was making enemies. Um, and I thought, oh, do you know something? I don't fancy this. Um, and my mum used to work, my mum used to work for Rolls-Royce building, um, doing the engines for the rockets and stuff like that. Um, so she knew one of the computer programmers who used to do the programming. Oh, it's Spade Adam. Spade Adam, yes, used to work. And so did my aunt. Um, they, they all used to work, um, ex-space program at Spade Adam doing the rocket engines for the, for the um, Blue Streak it was. Um, so yeah, so obviously I had, a person at the college who was teaching computer programming. Um, and they they said, right, right, I'll tell you what, Stuart, you come and you could go back to college. So obviously I go see my boss at the engineering company. I said, right, I'm handing them noticing. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Uh, I said, I'm going, I said, you promised me computer programming, like CNC work. And I say, I'm not getting any of it. So I'm going back to college and that's where I'm going to study. Um, so, Obviously, they were dead upset, but happy days. Um, so I left there, and I went to um, I went to Carlisle College. And so I did uh, computer programming. I did uh, CAD design. I did microprocessing-based operating systems, which is what you would do to obviously program a uh, washing machine, toaster, and um, microprocessor, um, microprocessing systems. Um, so it's got a set of functions to do. Um, so I went there. Oh, God, I was in my element. Oh, electronics, electronics as well. So absolutely in my element. Um, so I was doing loads of design. I was doing loads of computer programming. Um, I was doing computer programming with an end result. So obviously I can program, obviously, things to move, like robotics. Um, I was learning how to actually build robots and, and how to do uh, electronic circuits. Um, so, yeah, this, this was me absolutely in my element. Amazing. Um, the, but I couldn't get, I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a job because nobody, these skills were far too big for anybody that was about at the time. Um, so I couldn't get a job. So I thought, right. right. In Carlisle. Oh yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's a lot of advanced yeah. industry. Um, no. Um, and obviously that space program had finished. Um, so I couldn't even go and work at Spade Adam. Um, so yeah, so, so I was quite limited. I was quite limited, uh, and obviously I still needed money because obviously I had more motorbikes. I was nearly, I was coming up to seventeen. I needed to buy a car. Um, so yeah, so I thought right, I need, I need to make another move. Um, so I thought right, I will need. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna need to do some more college work. Um, so I left sort of Carlisle College and I joined. Another college, which was um, which was which was called iTech, which was Information Technology, um, and I did there. I did um, I did more computer programming. So I still I was still at Carlisle College for a day, um, doing the microprocessing based systems and the CAD design. 
Um, but I was doing more of the, uh, I was doing desktop publishing because the Macs had just come out. So I was doing desktop publishing. Um, I was using uh, Prestel, uh, Prestel Carousel, um, which I'd already used, using the BBC Micros before. Um, the, so I, I had to make a decision. I, I had to do so many of these syllabuses. So I did, uh, account, I, I did accounts and business. Um, I did marketing. I did um, obviously spreadsheets, which was brand new then. Um, I did um, spreadsheets. I did databases. I did um, uh, word processing. How old, so what? how old are you at this point? So I'm 16. I'm, I'm 16 now going for 17. 17. So obviously I need money for a motor car. It's, it, uh, it's, right, just stop a minute. Like it's like a whirlwind. Like I feel like oh, no. I, I feel like I've just like um it started off quite calm <laughs> and yeah. it's just it's just absolutely vortexed in, in and, and we're still only at like sixteen, you know. Um, yeah, I know. It's it's like crikey. I mean, like that's a hell of a lot to have gone through by that age and everything. Oh yeah, because we're only talking, we're only talking probably. I don't know, nine months or something. You're probably into nine months there. Um, but I, all these, all all these skills. The what? Sorry. It's super advanced stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and I think it was just because I was there at the right time. Obviously, I'd already known about the stuff. Um, but yeah, so, so so obviously I ex I excelled in the desktop publishing and the uh, electronic side. I, like, obviously, you can ask. Like you can ask my tutors that were at school. Like obviously, they absolutely loved me because um, not only was I so quick at doing it, uh, but then I could I could show the rest of the the class how to do it. You see, um, so I was taking stress off the tutors um, because somehow or other I had a special gift for understanding logic, um, how things work, how things go together, um, and like AND gates, NAND gates, NOR, ORs, all these special terminologies, um, like like microchips, five, five, five timers. Um, I, I could understand how all this worked, um, where the other kids were like, oh my God, I can't understand this. Um, that's, because I would get... that's what um, we, we, we met when we when I think I was 14. You, you're a bit older than me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you turned up on your motorbike and that, and uh, oh. <laughs> he's got a motorbike. <laughs> like, oh, no, I well, I had, I had a motorbike, but I wasn't on the road, and you were on the road, and uh, yeah, oh. I did the motorbike on the road. But anyway, um, we, we, we went from like that early meeting to then meeting you in th through, through a, a, a business thing, um, yeah. your, your stickers, like so. How old will you have been then? Like right. So, so obviously, so, so at, at that at that college, I, I did I did business, I did accounts and business accounts. Um, so I left there. Obviously, I had to go and get a job. Um, so I did. I still I still did my day release to the college doing my computer programming. Um, so I went to do um, because I could use <laughs> Amstrad and Amstrad sixteen forty, I think it was, and I knew how to do. Um, databases so I went in as a stock to enter stock onto the, the Amstrad and um, so people could do uh, slight stock control uh, and then Sage came along and 
so I, I worked with uh, I worked with Sage, obviously doing uh, doing the account side because I've done the accounts at college, um, and it was easy because I could do stock control, I could do this, and then I started working out how to do like uh, trial balances, I could do um, like budgeting stuff like that, um, which was great. And then obviously I, I got um, I got poached from a company back to back with the company I worked at um, who did um, who did did signs. Um, so obviously I went into the that sign company to do their accounts um, dead easy for me oh, easy easy for me to do accounts um, and, and because I already knew the system it was easy um, it was and a lot of the stuff was computerized um, but they'd just bought all these can you computerize cutters like vinyl cutters and stuff and so I was like oh this is good for me um, so obviously I learned um, I learned how to do that and then quickly they found out and thought, oh my God, Stuart's obviously he's good at accounts, but he's much better doing this. Um, because because I could I could weld, um, I could I could do electrical wiring, um, I could do electronics, um, I could do computer programming. I, I'd already done desktop publishing. Um, so so I fitted, slotted straight into that job. Um, but then obviously me being me, um, so I worked there. So so how old was I then? I was, um, I was nineteen, right? So in between then, I'd bought myself a, um, I bought myself like a couple of XR3Is. I bought myself a, a, a RS sixteen hundred I. That was when I still was seventeen. Um, so I was selling cars as well. So I was selling cars on a night um, to make more money because obviously these cars were expensive. Um, from my eighteenth birthday, I can't remember if you remember it. But I bought that uh, Lamborghini replica for my 18th birthday. That was my gift for my 18th birthday. And so that red, stupid Lamborghini replica thing. Um, do you remember that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it, had, it had a big roof that went over the bonnet. Um, oh, it, was, it was amazing. Uh, I'll tell you who. It was a bit like the um, Pink Panthers car. It was a bit like that. It was, it was cool. Like, it was cool. Um, especially when you're 18 years old. It was amazing. Um, yeah, so obviously I was doing that. I, I learned to spray, so I was obviously spraying cars as well. Um, so I was spraying cars, spraying vehicles, while still working at this sign company. And then I was like, oh, I can make signs for cars. Um, so we started doing all the um, signs for XR3s, because we used to do the XR3s to make them look like the RS-16Is. So we were, I was doing I was doing loads of them, and I thought, do you know something? And then I spoke to my boss, I said, there's a market here. No, 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 there is no... And I'm like, no, there's a market here. There's definitely a market here. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. And I thought, all oh, right, then no worries. Um, and then obviously, uh, obviously, my boss knew I was doing like little stickers, stickers, stickers. But then I was making, I was making good money on that. I thought, do you know something? So I offered it to my. There was tried two bosses. So I offered it to my boss again, and he's like, no, no, no. And I thought, right, sorry guys, man, I'm going to do this by myself because I was already there. I already had business. Um, business experience. I already had a accounting experience. Uh, I already could do marketing. Um, so I, I would, obviously from a training through. So I'd already pre-skilled myself, ready for this job. Um, the only problem I had it was um, my vinyl cutter, the software, and the printer, and the computer it was nine thousand two hundred pounds, which probably now is about. Um, probably about 30 grand and so I had and I'm like I'll be 19 19 at this time 
19. Um, so I'm thinking, oh shit, so I need to raise, right? I need to raise, so it's 9,200 pounds. I thought, oh my God. Um, so yeah, so, so I was working, um, I was working at the sign company, the sign company through the day. Um, I was um, part-time security guard. Um, so I was doing that. Um, oh, I was also DJing. I was DJing um, in two of the nightclubs in Carlisle. Um, the, uh, I was working at a pub. I was uh, doing uh, serving bartender supervisor on a, at a pub. Um, all to make right, all to make nine thousand two hundred pounds. Um, so I did it. I did it. I, I think it took me four. Took us four months. Obviously, I did a lot of selling, working night and day. Um, obviously, burnt myself out. I had to go to the, I had to go to the, uh, the doctors. The doctors checking us out because I was I was like really really poorly, um, just through stress and obviously not sleeping because uh, I was working twenty four hours a day. So yeah, I was I was a bit poorly for that, um, but I raised nine thousand two hundred pounds, paid this uh, money to the, this this company. Uh, and obviously got my sign making stuff. Um, so obviously started doing small, rented a small garage. And obviously I'm still working for this other sign company. Um, but just got busier and busier and busier. So then obviously I had to go and tell them that I was leaving, which they weren't happy about. Um, but I left, started designing loads of different, you know what I mean? Rather than the run of the mill stuff, I started designing loads of different stuff. Um, and got really, really busy and did all the work for well I was working for um like BNFL, News and Star, Coming and News, um the banks, um I was doing exhibition work for uh, for Solomon. Um yeah so I, I had I had a lot of good big contracts. Um but I was doing my own design stuff and we were doing really really well. Um but the only problem is back to the same thing again. Obviously, I was working really hard, um, working late, working stupid hours. Um, I was and I was always a bank. I was always a bank for my customers, which I didn't realise at the time. Um, so I had no overdraft with the bank. Um, so yeah, and, and I, had to, I had to do jobs really cheap just to get money to pay the staff wages um, because back at even back in them days, um, I was always owed. I was always owed anywhere 20, 30 grand a month. I was always owed. And by the time you got paid, and you think, ah, oh, it's great when you get paid. But by the time you got paid, you'd already done another 30 grand's worth of sales. So you're 30 grand behind again. So you were always chasing tails and stuff. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, companies go bust, especially on sign makers, because what people think, they think, oh, I'm going to open a business. And they get all the stuff. Uh, the last thing they get is a sign. Um, and the last person they pay is the sign maker um, because they've usually gone bust before they've paid for the sign, you see. Um, so, yeah, so I had a lot of companies go popping us. Um, but I listen, I still love making signs now because it's just a creative thing. It's providing something that looks beautiful to somebody. Everybody sees it and it improves their business. So, um, so I still love designing. Um, but the... So I'd got I'd gone into like loads more design. Um, had loads of staff. Can't remember. I had four or five staff. Um, so this is another 
part of the business thing. Um, but my accountants had wrecked. We were VAT registered and the accountants had wrecked some paperwork, which triggered a VAT investigation. Right, So the VAT man comes um, for three days. Oh, my God. Absolute nightmare. Uh, going through everything like that with a fine tooth comb. Um, so obviously, but all my stuff was perfect. Um, but what I'd been doing, I'd been giving my, I'd been claiming the vat back on milk and coffee and giving it to my staff. Um, so, he, so he pulled me on £13.68 pence or whatever it was. Um, but he, was, he kept, I had a Toyota Celica, uh, which was really nice. Um, and he kept asking about the Toyota Celica and that, oh, so how are you putting the fuel in? Do you take that car home and stuff like that? And I was saying, yeah, but I said, I use it for business all the time because obviously I don't want to drive around in the van. So I'm visiting all the time. Like, oh, but we need to work out anything. And he was pestering us, pestering us, pestering us. And because he wanted to catch me on something else. He wanted to, he wanted more than 13 pounds. So he wanted to hit me for some vat on this, this car for the fuel or whatever. Um, and he wouldn't leave us alone. Right. So obviously one of the guys that worked for us had the paintball site at Alston. Um, and, he, he had this he was desperate for a car um and obviously he didn't try to sell me this business and stuff because I'd, I'd worked for him on a weekend just having a laugh with uh, obviously with the lads that worked with us um so it was quite funny because i was sitting with the vat man um and, and i turned around and i shouted on this lad and this lad comes in i said listen i said how much do you want for this how much do you want for this business and he told us the price and i said you need a car don't you and he said yeah i do need a car I said, right, I'll tell you what. I said, how about, and this car was really nice, mind, so it was really nice. I said, how about I give you my car in exchange for your, for your business? And he goes, what, really? And I, I said, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. So we shook on it right there in front of the VAT man. And I just turned to the VAT man and went, I said, is that okay? And he, he goes, oh, yeah, that's okay. Then. <laughs> so, yes, I only got £13.68, pence, whatever it was. Uh, so that's what I think. But there I got a paintball company. Um, oh, I know. I know I, honestly. I, 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 I've never known how, how this part of the... Yeah, yeah, so that's all right. So I swapped it for a car because the VAT man was on my back. Uh, and just, just to be an art, well, just to be... A thorn in somebody's side, obviously. I, I did that deal right in front of him, rubbed his nose in it. Um, so, yeah, so I obviously got, I got a paintball company now. Um, so I'm, bu I'm busy on this uh, because I could make banners, I could do signs, I could do advertising, I could do, I could do loads of stuff. Uh, so I mega improved this site um, at, uh, so it was at Alston, miles away it was, miles away on the side of the hill. Um, so I so obviously did that. Um, and then I got hit by foot and mouth. Oh, my God, foot and mouth. Um, so foot and mouth obviously got us, shut us down. It's a bit like, obviously, this coronavirus for other people. But, yes, yeah, so I got absolutely walloped. Um, so I couldn't, couldn't trade. Um, so I had to sort of shelve that, sort of shelve that business um, and just concentrate back on the, back on the signs. Um, nearly went bust another two times. Because uh, people just go and bust on me for like large amounts of money, um, so yeah, just hard times. Um, got through the corona, got through the coronavirus, uh, uh, not the coronavirus, the uh, foot and mouth. Got through that, um, and then opened a uh, opened a site 
I met somebody who, who gave us, uh, put us in touch with somebody else. Um, I said, I've got some land. So we did the paintball site there, the land. Um, and because uh, websites were just starting, the internet was just starting as well. Um, so I'd gone into web design because obviously I did a web page for my, uh, for the sign company. Obviously I did web, because web design and sign design is just exactly the same. Um, it's just a bit of code that goes in the background, but even though you don't even need the code now. Um, so, so yeah, so obviously I went into that and because, because of my background through the science, through the advertising, through the marketing business thing. Um, so I, I pushed this thing and we did, we did really, really well. Um, and the beauty of the, the beauty of the paintball, I was getting deposits front and I was getting paid on the day. So cash flow, um, was absolutely amazing. You know what I mean? Um, you always knew you where you were, you always were ahead because you'd always had your deposits up front. Um, you always had things to pay your staff because all, obviously all the staff was all sorted because you always you obviously knew when you were going to have customers in. Um, so this worked out really, really well. Um, and I pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, pushed it uh, until we were making really, really good money with the um, with the paintball. Um, and it, it, it was just a little bit sad for the sign company, you see, because the sign company was still owed about 30, 35 grand all the time. Yet the paintball site always had money in the bank. Um, obviously everything's paid never owing anybody any money so but on the sign side obviously I had suppliers that needed paid um, staff that needed paid um, and then obviously Peter started robbing Paul and, and then I used to have to start transferring money um, directors loans to, to obviously hold the other one up and then I thought to myself ah, do you know something I'm doing all this wrong um, I need to build my own premises because at the time I was paying, oh man, I was paying £1,200 a month, uh, £1,200 a month rent. Um, I think it was £1,600 a week wages. Ooh, honestly, man, it was, it was, but you were making loads of money back in those days, miles more money than you're making now, miles more, because um, there was more money about. Um, so, yeah, so, so I thought, right, I need to build my own premises, I need to do that. Um, and Did then you sell, I, you sell the sticker company or what? No, no. So I, I, I always, I always kept it. Um, I always kept it. Still got it now. I've still, I've still got it now. Um, but I just do it for friends. I just do. I do my own stuff, which I sell. So you just so I can sell it to anybody. So um, instead of having doing one sign for one customer, who you can only sell it to that customer because it's for Richard Beatty. Um, you'd have to find another person called Richard Beatty to sell another sign to. And um, so what do I do? I generic signs, uh, which I can sell right around the world, which I do, um, which is dead easy. I get paid up front and then I, sh- I just ship them out. Um, so, yeah, so obviously I um, I got in touch with, uh, something else fell into my plate, which is quite bizarre. Um, and I got, I got in touch with um, some people to do research and development um, now these guys were paying me a fortune. These guys were paying me ten thousand pounds a month, ten thousand pounds a month, thirty thirty thousand pounds a quarter check. Um, and this is back in early two thousand. Um, doing renewable energy. This is where things start to get like really interesting. You know, like I think it's like up to now in my in in my head, me knowing you. Yeah. This is just the, the, the journey up to the bit where it 
really starts getting crazy if it hasn't. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, everybody says to everybody still says to me, I don't know where you get the time from. Um, but I just, uh, I, I just make time, um, which is bizarre, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, so, um, so obviously they're offering me 30 grand a quarter, and I thought, oh, I can do this. Um, so obviously, I found a piece of land. Um, I bought a piece of land, obviously, bought it with my, one of my friends, um, paid absolutely through the nose for it, but uh, because obviously, with the money I was making, I wasn't really bothered. Um, obviously, got backing from a bank because obviously, my bank manager could see my bank accounts and stuff like that, so he was quite happy about that. Um, yeah, so I bought this thing, uh, got the planning permission through to do a uh, obviously renewable. Uh, farm project so what I was doing there because of my electronics and my design background um, I was built I was testing uh, testing solar which we were using at the paintball site anyway um, doing wind development um, doing sustainable energy um, uh, bio biomass uh, aerobic digesters was this what? was this for was this uh... Uh, so, so yet yeah, obviously this this is for one of the this is for one of the big big companies uh, and they're, they're still knocking around at the time um, and like big energy companies so I was doing the work for these guys uh, but they needed me to build this building they needed the building built so obviously they could give me this money um, so I built this building so I bought the land did it all put through the planning built this massive building um, had it all done dusted up and running for 2008 right no reason just about to get my first check through for £30,000 Obviously, the, um, the great recession comes. The great recession comes. Um, they get in touch with me. Stuart, we're very sorry, but we cannot give you this money. Um, so this was my first check. So I'd spent, I'd spent, oh, I don't know, I spent a couple of hundred thousand pounds, right? A couple of hundred thousand pounds. Uh, obviously, depending on this money. Um, and they said, that's it. Your money's not coming. I was like, Oh my god! Um, so obviously I've got council on my back now. Council, Stuart, you need to produce this. You need to do this. Well, where's this stuff? All where's all this stuff you produce? And I'm like, oh my god. Um, so I had to self-fund a government-funded project, right? So I had to self-fund this government-funded project. Um, so obviously I had to do more work. Um, so obviously I've got the paintball site. The paintball site's really busy. I've got loads, loads of stuff doing there. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so I'm doing that. Obviously, I'm still doing loads, loads of design work. I'm still doing loads of website work. Um, I'm still doing loads of research into the R&D for this stuff. I'm still building um, aerobic digesters, digest machines. I'm still building bioreactors. Um, I'm still doing uh, parabolic mirrors. I'm still doing wind turbines. I'm still doing solar panels. Um, I'm still doing signs. Um, it's, it's honestly crazy days, crazy days. Um, just trying to keep everybody happy, you know, trying to keep the bank happy, trying to keep the council happy, trying to keep the uh, thing. Obviously, um, I, obviously I've been, I, I, I got married. Um, the, I, I, I had a little daughter. Um, it was a great recession. Um, everything was thing. Oh, man, it was a nightmare. But anyway, so I came through the other side of that. I came through the other side of that. Um, Obviously bought the other guy out that was doing the work because he was supposed to be doing like a lot of hydrogen work, but um, he just couldn't afford to do it. So I ended up buying his share of the land. Um, I built the next doors building. Um, 
and yeah, and that, that was that was sort of me. Um, and then everything was dead easy. Everything was easy. It was quite everything was sort of working fine. Um, I'd bought a house. I'd rented that house out. I'd moved into a bigger house. Um, so obviously, I was on the obviously on real estate. I was like renting it out, which was which was doing all right. Um, and then my sister died. Ugh, my sister died. Um, now, obviously, people know of like deaths or whatever. Um, but all people die. All people die. They do. But you never expect a young person to die. You never expect that. Um, and obviously, seeing her like in front of us, like dying, um, you think, you think, shit. You know what I mean? Everything you've worked for, and, and all this, all this information that you've kept for yourself. Um, uh, and trying to do it yourself so you're not involving anybody else. Um, it, it all, it, it, I was sitting on the wrong side of this fence. I'm like, oh, my God, everything it can, it, everything can just disappear in, in like a, a flash of a light, you know what I mean? And everything's gone. Um, because she knew loads of stuff. Obviously, she was a, um, she was a curator. She was a... Um, uh, archaeologist, um, yes, she, she knew loads and loads and loads of stuff, uh, but bang, just disappeared. All that information just wiped out in like an, like an instant. Um, so obviously, I spoke, to, I had to speak to the coroner and stuff like that. I get to get stuff because my mum had died, so I had all this to sort of t- tidy up with her boyfriend. Um, so the coroner obviously spoke to me. He said, Right, Stuart, he said, Um, you've got heart problems in your family. Um, uh, and then uh, you look through. I think it was nine nine people who died of the same thing. They said, "Oh, you got heart problems in your pro- in your family. Um, you need to stop working." And he said, "What's what's? A, are you in a stressful environment?" And I'm like, "I'm like, am I in a stressful environment?" And I obviously re- told him that, like I, I was doing this, 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 this. And he's going, "Oh my god!" And he said, "Right." He said, "You need to stop." He said, "You need to stop all that." Um, and he said, "You've got passive income." And then I thought, "I thought, yeah, well, not, I didn't call it passive income back in them days." I said, "Right, so I've got that." I said, "I've got, I can do this, I can do that, I can just do this part time, I suppose, uh, and I can manage on that wage." I said, "I, I can manage on that wage. That's quite good." Um, so, so I, I had to sort of stop, and then I think I bumped into you as well, didn't I? Bumped into you outside. I can't remember if it was B and Q or the range then. Um, you just got that impretza and you covered it in stickers. Um, not impretza. I oh, was it impretza. Yeah. Yeah. I covered it in stickers, I tattoo stuff because you started doing the tattoos. Um, yeah, so, so, so I'd seen you then. Um, and then obviously we had, we had like a bit of a conversation. Um, and so obviously I'd retired then. I 40 years old, I'd retired. Um, got some passive income. Um, I rented out the paintball site. So the paintball site was rented out. Um, so I was just doing just doing some web work and uh, just doing a bit of sign work when I could be well not when I could be bothered when people asked uh, but I wasn't going and doing it thing um, yeah so I was just sort of just sort of doing that finishing off my, my obviously the two buildings at, uh, at the farm so I was doing that enjoying it and just doing some more research but obviously constantly on the back I've got the council constantly on the back Asking about, oh, how is he getting on with this? How is this? How is this? Because I had to prove it. I had to produce data um, free. Something about like because the permission to build the permission, place. yeah, yeah, the permission to build um, was was obviously tied in with this with this project. Um, 
so yeah, so I had to jump through, I had to jump through loads of hoops um, to obviously do this project um, and, and produce produce data. Um, so I, I was doing this, and obviously my, my daughter had started school, um, and then um, I, I was I was I can't remember what they were doing. Oh, they were doing drawing. They were doing drawing, and they needed to draw um, bridges. They had to draw bridges, uh, and they asked me. They said, "Oh, Stuart, would it be okay because you can draw." Um, is it okay if you go with the kids and show them how to draw the bridges? So obviously I, I go with a class of kids, uh, obviously with the teachers and stuff, and we go around um, the bridges in Carlisle, drawing bridges, different types of bridges, suspension bridges, um, just like normal bridges and that. So, um, so do that. And then one of the parents who was obviously, in, uh, he was um, worked in a DT department at a secondary school, uh, obviously got wind of this. Obviously, we knew it because my daughter went to school with his daughter. Um, so obviously pulled this to the side and said, oh, look, obviously, you're you retired. Um, you're doing that because I was doing sailing. I was enjoying myself at the time. Um, said, oh, do you fancy uh, coming to give us a hand at school? And I went, oh, really? I thought, oh. So I popped in. I popped in. Um, and they had, like, obviously a laser machine and they had a 3D printer. I uh, had a vinyl cutting machine and stuff, and I thought they were using this Mickey Mouse software um, and, and, and the, the, teaching them a certain way. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, then, okay, I'll come and give you a hand, and I'll give, give you a hand. So obviously, that's me starting at school. Um, so I was, uh, I was like the um, DT technician, um, obviously cutting all this stuff out. Uh, but then very quickly, they understood that I could do I could do much more. Um, obviously, I, I could do electronics, so I could do electronics lessons. Um, I could do um, like computer-aided design, so I could teach them how to design properly. Um, I could use Photoshop because obviously nobody knew how to use Photoshop. Um, and just back to this training thing again. Obviously, the teachers get all this stuff, but they don't physically get taught how to use it, so they get it. But th these programs take months and months, and you have to use them every day if you forget. You know what I mean? It, it takes you like a week to remember how to just yeah. do something basic. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so so obviously started doing that, started doing that, started getting more work at the school, and then obviously the floods came and flooded it all. Um, so yeah, I I, listen, I I love I I absolutely love teaching kids. Um, obviously, I was doing this really cheap as well, um, but yeah, I love teaching kids because um, it's great. Because obviously. It's, it's a blank canvas um, you can inspire them teach them that that way it isn't that there is a different way they don't have to always follow the follow the herd and they can take a different angle um, so yeah teaching and, and, and what looking watching them flourish um, and produce really really good stuff um, and recently a group of your kids won some robotics oh yeah that, that's oh, I know, I know. yeah so obviously I, I went from that i went from that school to a different school um to a private school um obviously teaching uh, teaching robotics which i thought was just robotics right so i just thought it was robotics um and then i find out only part of it was robotics um the rest the, sorry 30 percent was robotics um, thirty percent was um, they had to produce a um, like a business uh, a business model, and then the other forty percent was actually physically speaking to people about sorting problems out. Um, so here's me, I fit straight in here, so I can do robotics, I can do design, I can do marketing, and I can do business, 
and I can and I knew the people. I knew the people, so I knew the people at the council. Um, the, the, the new the new sand centre was getting designed, and I knew architects because I was supposed to be an architect. I knew how to do architecture because obviously that was what I was trained to do. Um, so yeah, I, I, I fitted into this slot amazing. Um, so obviously I got the kids to redesign a new sand centre, um, obviously using flood walls and obviously building it on stilts. So obviously the water runs underneath um, using these special um, retention blocks that to hold the water and like slowly release it back in. So we redid it. This thing was amazing. It was amazing. So we went to obviously the, the, the local show um, and won that dead easy. And then we went to the uh, national uh, and, and we got the highest scoring robot in the country. Um, and we got the best, we got an outstanding award for uh, the project, for obviously, because it was a community project because we were making the sand center, which was the, like the local leisure center better for the community. Um, so with that, we got, uh, we got a prize to go and compete in, um, in Brazil um, at the World Cup. Um, but so, so like different places were doing it. So Brazil was doing it and Greece was doing it and America was doing it. Uh, so we were supposed to go to Brazil, but we couldn't go to there because of um, there's some safeguarding problems with Brazil and kids. Um, so we couldn't take the kids there. Uh, so we had to go to Greece. So obviously we raised loads of funds to go to Greece because um, obviously we're, we're, we're like, like accommodation and stuff. We got, we, we got so much of it paid. Um, but yeah, but anyway, so we had this all, we had it in the bag and we were ready. We, we, we could win this thing. We could win this world thing. Um, and we were just about to go. And when honestly the coronavirus came and deflated. Um, and now that's one of the hardest things. Right? Honestly, that's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But this daft coronavirus thing. Um, because it just, all the doors started shutting, bang, 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 bang. Um, and obviously we'd done all the work for this this trip for Greece. We'd done everything. We'd got raised all the money. This thing was real. You know what I mean? We were going to Greece. Um, and then for just to be taken out of our hands, you know what I mean? Um, and just trying to inspire the kids after that, you know what I mean? It was, it was It's so difficult trying to, mm. when somebody's been let down that hard, um, and, and people say, oh, it happens to you, it happens, it's just one of our things. But when you've let, you've, you've inspired, you've inspired students, right? You've inspired them, you've told them they can do it, they can do it. They have then realised, oh, hang on a minute, I think I maybe can do this. And then they've realised, holy, I can do this, you know what I mean? So you've inspired them, you've, you've took them past, you've took them out of that box and you've put them mainstream, you know what I mean? I had these kids talking to, like, like... Like people who who get seven hundred thousand pound a year wages, they, these people sitting doing interviews with with like major major people, uh, and then speaking not speaking to them like kids, speaking to them like designers. Um, so we were absolutely there, um, and it was just so deflating. And they were, and I was saying, oh guys, don't get deflated. And uh, we need to do this. Oh, so why should we bother? It'll just get taken off as another time and that. And you're thinking, oh, my God. And it's right. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not just these kids. There'll be, loads, there'll be thousands, millions of people out there um, who've just had that rug pulled out from underneath them and deflated. And these, uh, and instead of them turning out to be um, like designers, 
engineers like and we're talking high flyers here absolute high flyers um people like like developing cures for cancer and all sort of people you've just pulled that rug from underneath them and i think well why should i bother somebody will just take it off me i might as well just go and work in not nothing against tesco's i might as well just go and get a job in tesco's filling shelves um uh, and it's def- honestly it, it's so deflating and hard for me um it was it was the hardest for me because honestly i'd got i'd got these uh i got 10 kids i'd took them obviously they, they were clever they, they were clever. i'm not saying that they were really rough uh but polished all the edges made made them be able to stand up in front of uh, in front of crowds made them to be able to stand up in front of uh, very high things made them stand up in front of judges um actually speak shop so they knew exactly what they were talking about because these judges they, they were asking them questions all the time trying to slip them up and honestly these kids did absolutely amazing they did amazing um you certainly seem seem proud of these kids oh yeah 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 I was, uh, honestly honestly um so this has brought us up to up to pretty much now um uh, where we reconnected was the the floods and you'd posted on uh, when were the last floods twenty what? Uh, so two thousand and five and two thousand and I think it was two thousand and fifteen, wasn't it? Two thousand and fifteen. Um, yeah, two thousand and fifteen. The city we live in floods occasionally. Uh, yeah. You'd your school had got flooded and you'd post. Yeah. Uh, and anybody lend us a three D printer and I had a three D printer and that's. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's when we oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. reconnected yeah. and um, started talking about energy because I'd been messing on with the free energy, running your car on hydrogen. On, yeah, on that's water right. And um, uh, messing on with the Nikola Tesla stuff. Yeah. And then we ended up into um, something that was uh, technically... Uh, um, a, 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 I turned up at yours and you had all these solar panels and, and, and all that. And I was like, whoa, this is this this is cool. And but why are you doing it like this? And then we started down the Tesla route and then we started making all sorts of weird and wonderful machines. Um and that's been a I, I think that that's that's a whole nother podcast. That that that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if anybody wants to know about um what do we call it this these days? Is it free energy? Is it single point energy? Is it is it is it clean energy? Is it? Uh, but yeah, I think clean energy hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? So um, I can, you can't call it free energy because obviously you need to buy the components, so it's not free, is it? Um, yeah, so, so, so nothing's nothing's ever free. You always have to put some time in, don't you? You have to put time in, uh, and time costs money. Um, but yeah, it's more energy efficient clean energy um environmentally thing and that's and obviously i came from that direction again because obviously i did that project um so i already had to do this stuff i came from electronics background as well so it was all part of the project um and and that's sort of where we pushed pushed the business now and uh, so we pushed it into that um uh, renewable energy market um like solar panels and uh, how to store energy uh, educating people how to do it um so yeah. I was stuck. I remember like coming to you and saying, look, I've been trying to work this out and I'm stuck. And I'd got to the, the this uh, this energy field called the Taurus and there was something coming up with the number nine that I didn't understand. And 
you know, I, I says to you, can can you understand this because you're good at maths and you're good at science and you're good at all this sort of stuff? Because I'm not, you know, I've, 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 yeah, yeah. your education is completely different to mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, I'm saying to you, can you work this out? Because I've been stuck for a long time with having no one to talk to about it. And uh, showed you the stuff and you, you you took it and a couple of days later you came back to us and uh, what 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 did you say? The Actually, well yeah it worked because obviously I built one hadn't I so thing you, uh, says you you've unlocked Pandora's box. That's yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where where one question where you're looking for an answer but you don't get an answer you just open up more questions um, and oh my it's 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 a minefield. Um, but then the more the more you open, the more you find more, and then you find, oh man, it's a it's, it's an it's a nightmare. But it's an education. Yeah, um, and, and and that's a, that that's a, that's a rabbit hole that like we went down we went down together, and uh, yeah. I do think it's a completely separate podcast talking about that sort of stuff. Yeah. It, it's really intense, but. If anybody wants us to to, to maybe dip into the stuff, and we, we, we'll be able to cover stuff like running your car on water, um, how, how to set up your solar system, see it off grid, um, yeah. that sort that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So and frequency, or even just becoming clever, becoming clever with energy. You know what I mean? So you're not using as much, um, and that's a bit it's just education. That's all it is. It's just it's just educate, sort of work out. Oh, it's, there is a different way. And that's what I try to teach the kids because it's easy for me to teach the kids because they've got no, they don't know any better. You know what I mean? They haven't been, they haven't been using this conspiracy word. Uh, they haven't been brainwashed through the system uh, like I was because obviously I thought, no, nah, I think you can't do this. Obviously, I, I've come from an electronics background. No, no, that won't work. And then I go, oh, no, it does work. Um, and actually pr- producing it and building it. Um, and that's the beauty about when you teach kids it as well. They actually, they actually build it. And then they take it home, they show their parents, and their parents go, no, that can't work. No, it's impossible. That can't work. You can't get that. No, no, it's working. Um, and it's, it's just funny to see. And obviously, when, when the parents speak to you as well, oh, my God, little Johnny's done this, and it's absolutely amazing. How on earth did you do that? Oh, it's amazing. He, it, he doesn't stop talking about you. He just wants to learn, and he's, he's just doing so much learning. He's doing so much research. Um, and back to that inspiration thing, you know what I mean? You, you just need to drop that one little seed um, and then boom, it can grow. Obviously, it doesn't grow with everybody because some people just go, oh, God, man, I can't understand that. It just goes way over my head um, or way above my pay grade. A lot of people say that to me. Yeah. A lot of people say that to me. you <laughs> going way above my pay grade too, um, which I do sometimes because I do this all the time and it's it's just, it's just I think it's normal. Yeah, it's um, so yeah. that kind of got us up to now. Obviously, we've got a uh, coronavirus going on. How's your business? Um, so obviously, we did um, business-wise. We, we did amazing. We did amazing. Uh, the first lockdown, I thought that was it. I thought we were going to get that was going to be shut. Um, but obviously, because we, we we designed a lot of stuff for camper vans, um, and everybody couldn't go on holiday. A lot of people are doing stealth vans as well, so they could just sort of snip away. Uh, so we were doing like we were doing thirty five vans and like thirty five vans a day. I was I was actually having to sleep at work. Um, Just so you're talking about here, he's got these these workshops where um, he uh, bought the land and built the buildings in uh, which is all off grid. 
he's got a big CNC robot that um, cuts out interior panels for Volkswagen camper vans to convert them from vans into day vans or camper vans or stealth vans or anything like that. And you trim out the van with these with these panels and carpet and stuff like that, so you make it nice inside. So that, that's one of the one of the things, the many yeah. things that you, you do. Yeah. So so obviously that, that that side was really, really busy. But um but what was amazing was the um obviously these people needed electric for the vans because the campsites were all shut. Um you couldn't get electric hookup and stuff. Uh, so I was selling them solar systems for these vans. Um and, and we we did we did amazing, uh, and selling selling systems to charge e bikes. So obviously all these um, e bikes because a lot of the old guys like myself um, were buying um, electric bikes. They call them e bikes, um, so you don't have to pedal up the hill. You just pedal. You can just come down the hill. So you press the button, it takes you up the hill, and you come down the hill. Yeah. Um, everywhere now, aren't they? Yeah, uh, and that's it. But, but I de- I designed a charging station um, for the for a vehicle. Um, so it obviously it attaches to your vehicle uh, and then you charge your bike through the night so the next day you can go out on your bike again you don't need to take it home to charge it you can actually stop on site uh, and charge it you can charge your phone you can run your lights charge your laptop yeah so I did a design on this uh, and we, we saw hundreds we saw hundreds um, obviously things are changing now things have obviously because everybody was panicking about the October payoffs and stuff because a lot of people got paid off Um we haven't got as much sun, so people don't think as much solar when they haven't got as much sun. Um, so the solar side thing, the, the camper side's picked back up because obviously we're in another lockdown again. It doesn't look like we're going to get go anywhere next year. So I think a lot of people are thinking about doing the camper vans. Um, so yeah, so so what? I think what that's, that side's busy. It's, it's it's working for you because everybody's off. Uh, thinking, what am I going to do? And the what am I going to do? Yeah, doing projects for the winter. I can't go on holiday, so I'm going to convert my camper van. So, um, whereas a lot of businesses tailed off, uh, obviously we shut down being a tattoo studio. Uh, you actually boomed in, 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 in that. yeah, yeah, because we were going, going into the summer as well, weren't we? So, um, yeah, which which it's a double edged it's it's a double edged sword, uh, and people at Twine will go, ah, oh, no, I need to do that. Um, I was working crazy. I was I was sleeping at work. You know, what I mean, we were doing crazy work. Um, and obviously, this is a dusty job as well. So obviously, in a dusty environment. Um, so health wise, it's it's not. You know, I mean, you can put the best stuff in, but you're constantly around this this dust all the time. Um, but yeah, we, we made a lot of money, but we paid a lot of tax. You know what I mean? We, we paid then, a lot. Of tax. And then you you were telling us that you struggled. The supply chain started to. Collect. Oh yeah, supply chain. Oh man, that was an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Um, having to pick pick plywood up on the side of the road off the drivers because the drivers. Oh man, it was just. You were you you telling me you were ordering like fifty sheets and only getting fourteen sort of thing and and. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Um, but then obviously we were started to. We were caught, honestly, I can't remember. But, um, we would na- we'd nail a pallet of pallet of ply in probably two days. So that's 120 sheets. Um, yeah, bad for the environment. I'd say we just, and I always think that as well because I come from that background. Um, but yes, but but the height of it, man, it, it was wild. Um, so obviously, you're still flat out, really. You're one of the busiest people that I know. Uh, the doctors told you to slow down and you slowed down a bit and then 
sped back up again and now you're fully loaded again. And this is like a lot where I see the cusp being very similar characters. We both like load ourselves up with loads of projects that we want to do because we get excited about it, you know. So um what's what what's your vision for the future going through coronavirus for for well, it's obviously, obviously there's a few there's a few problems um I think so obviously on top of all this work that I do, um, obviously I've got I've got six properties. Um, one of them I'm sitting in now that I've been painting. Because um, what's that saying? The success is rent, which pay, which needs paid daily. Um, so yeah, obviously to be successful, you've got to do this. You've got to do the graft. Um, so yeah, so I've got this other house which should be ready to rent out at the end of this month. Um, but yeah, so so obviously the direction I go now, the direction I go now. So it's all. I look towards passive income, passive income. Obviously, these, these kits and stuff have helped us. They've helped us a lot. Obviously, they've paid for, um, obviously, they paid me wages to be able to do these houses. Um, obviously, it's paid to do these buildings. It's paid for the, uh, obviously, all the solar development. So everything I've done has been done with an alternate reason. You know what I mean? Uh, I, do, I don't need money. I don't need money. You know what I mean? It, uh, I, I just like buying toys. But I buy toys that I can design and make money from those toys. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I find something, I think, right, how can I make it better? I make it better, then I sell it. Um, I, I sell the product. Uh, my mum used to go mad with this because she used to say um, I was plagiarising. I was, I was nicking other people's ideas. But I said, no, no, mum, I'm not nicking. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, um, obviously helping them out. Um, but but yeah, so passive income that that's that's the thing. So obviously, yeah, with these houses, obviously I get a passive income anyway. Um, I just need a little, do a little bit more work, um, and then I am sorted. Um, obviously, I've got new tricks up my sleeve for obviously the solar development, because um, obviously a friend of yours asked to sort a problem, um, which I went down another rabbit hole. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a whole other rabbit hole. That we that's, could... that's, a, that's another rabbit hole we need to speak about. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that's that. If, if, I, if I pull this off, uh, honestly, man, I'm, I'm going to make, uh, make a lot of my friends rich. Um, but they'll have to do some work. They'll have to do some work, but I'll make them rich. And, and it'll be passive income for uh, hopefully for the rest of their life. So it, and it's, it's all down to pension again. That's what it is. Um, it's all down to ideas, Stu. That's what it's all about, and that, that's that, that's my next question, really, because we we need to wrap this up. So, what's I want to know? First of all, I want to know your formula to creation to creating things. Um, all right. And it all seems so fluently one thing into another. It's almost hard to separate the intention by you saying, all right, I'm going to do this. And then it happens talking in the, you know, the aspect yeah. of attraction. It was more fluent in the sense that you fell into this and then fell into that. And it, it, it just kind of led you there. It was almost like if you call it your, your uh, spelling thing, um, dyslexia. Yeah, you, you were just like, oh, look at that over there. You look at that over there, and 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 everything, everything that you've done, is just what's excited you. You know, there's a there's a quote, yeah. Joseph Campbell: "Follow your bliss, and doors will open where there were only walls." 
Well, yeah. it seems to me, listening now to the full story, that although like the the the, the initial thing started with desire, you know, you, yeah. you had a desire to to get a BMX, you had a desire to every, everything was to to fuel these things that you were really interested in, that, that you yeah. wanted, and you found ways that you were things that you were interested in and, and learned to monetize them in a way that uh, was was going to pay for all the things along the way. And it's amazing how like all of these opportunities have just jumped right in front of you with almost no gap in between. It's like literally fish, bash, bosh. And oh, yeah, yeah. So I've got no time off. <laughs> no time off, no. Yeah. I mean, you do. You, you, you're always working. You're absolutely flat out. So uh, I I agree. I think you need to go for the for the passive a bit more and yeah. Why uh, just 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 uh, retire and spend spend your retirement with me, mech and mad shit, mad inventions, other than mech and mad shit. Yeah. yeah. So um, the, the 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 last question would be, obviously, this is uh, to help like kind of showcase um the uh, what, what what creative people do and how 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 they work um so it's a couple of things actually um tips what would you recommend that that would be a good place to start for someone who's wanting to start a business and doesn't know what to do you know like they, there's there's people now that have lost the jobs and the the condition to be an employee um the, the the they might have been sat on something for for, for a long time so like you, you know you've made created yourself jobs in all sorts of different industries yeah so how do you do it so and this this will sound mega harsh this will sound mega harsh um but if you have if you've got a business idea if you've got a business idea probably the worst people to speak to is your friends and family because they're biased for one um they're biased and they'll probably say it's a great idea it's a great idea when it's really bad um or they'll tell you it's a bad idea when it's really good now i'll take you back to a stupid thing i did um uh, so obviously they were doing um uh, same marriages you know same-sex marriages they were doing that because it was new i can't remember what it was it was about ooh, I don't know, six years ago, wherever the same sex marriages. Um, now, I had a CNC router, I had a CNC router, uh, and it was shabby chic. These things were Mr. and Mrs. used to get them um, to go on the, the bride and groom's table and stuff like that. So I did, right, for, for a laugh, I did, um, I did Mr. and Mr., and I did Mrs. and Mrs., right? Um, now, I put these on, uh, obviously, I put these on, like, Facebook. I've shown people them. Um, obviously, my, like, my family, um, friends, and they say, Stuart, that it has to be the worst idea you've ever had. Um, like, the worst idea you've ever had. Um, who is going to buy them? Who's going to buy them? Um, and honestly, within days, within days, I'd sold, I'd sold hundreds of these things. Um, and then I got on Channel 4, right? They, they got, my Mr. and Mr. got on Channel 4. And I sold thousands more, right? So I sit back now and I sit back and I, I look at all this money in that. Because uh, I, I employed somebody just to make these things. Because just, just to make these things for us. 
And he thought it was bizarre because that's all, he says, what am I doing? I'm making these things. Mister. And his friends couldn't believe it because how bizarre, you know what I mean? It was this thing. Um, but yeah, but it, so back to what we're saying. But I like to, I speak to speak to people, and and this is the, probably the hardest thing for me because I don't know that many people um, who think like me. That, that's my biggest problem. Obviously, my mentors are all dead, um, so so it's, it's a bit of a struggle to sort of get a mentor. Um, but yeah, but if people wanted to speak to like me or you or whatever, if they had an idea, um, it's it's better. It is better. And and do you know something? We'd be open about it as well. You say, yeah, that's a good idea. Or, no, that's not a good idea. Um, and, and it's the same with teaching kids. Um, so I said, how come you can do that first time every time? I said, well, yeah, I've probably done it 2,000 times and probably made a, made a, like a, a mess of it 100 times. Um, I said, this is the first time you're going to do this. You know what I mean? I said, if you make a mess of this, I said, I'm not bothered. You know what I mean? You'll be bothered. But if you do this 20 times and you still make a mess, that's ah, all right. You should be getting better, mind. And I said, if you do it 200 times and you get it wrong, I said, then I'm going to be asking questions. But it's all down to mileage and it's all down to wisdom. And sometimes you better just ask the question and just speak to people uh, and don't be afraid to ask. Because some people, you've got like Ray Dalio, billionaire. You've got all these people like uh, Robert Kiyosaki. You've got you've got all these people just handing out free information. Uh, obviously, they've got other stuff that they monetize. Um, but they don't want it. It's the same with me, obviously, when my sister died. When they die, that all that stuff's going to do disappear. So that's why they write books. That's why they do videos. That's why they get this information out there because they're scared um, to obviously be laying on their deathbed. And this is me as well, honestly. This this is me. I can feel goosebumps going through us. Um, laying on my deathbed with all my all my ideas standing around me, um, like saying, "Ah, Stuart, we gave you this idea, but you you didn't take it. You didn't take it." Um, uh, and if you if you'd done this, you would have done this, and you you'd have done this and whatever you know what I mean. You'd have made a fortune, or you'd have created something really special for everybody. Uh, yeah, it's it's just the, it's um, and, and that's, that's that's another thing. The richest the, the richest place like the richest place in any country is the graveyard because it's full of all the ideas that never actually came to fruition. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, don't be scared to talk well, to people. Have an idea and follow it. Yeah. Just go yeah. ask questions, learn from others, but <clears throat> don't do nothing. Yeah. I the worst thing, the worst thing is the worst, or obviously the worst thing is like we just said there. Don't have those people standing around you on your deathbed saying, We gave you this opportunity and you just left us. Um because that's gonna be a hard pill to swallow that. Um and just try it. You know what I mean? Obviously, don't invest. I'm not saying go absolutely nuts and invest in anything. Just 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 try it. Just, just see, see how it goes. Um, yeah, and, and just, just speak to other people. Well, um, I think like in the in the future, um, we're gonna get you back on to going a bit deeper into, you know, certain subjects. Um, we're probably gonna look at the the uh, clean energy side of things and. Um, that would be certainly uh, a fascinating one to go down. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, for now, uh, last thing: what's the name of your businesses so we can put them out there so everybody can go and find <laughs> you in your all your platforms? Yeah. Uh, so obviously, I've got uh, I've got a company called Carlisle Extreme Sports Limited. 
which I originally did for snowboarding because I used to teach snowboarding. Uh, but I've put the camper side through there. Um, that goes through on a website, which I'm just actually redoing. I just deleted it today and started a new website, um, which is Stuart's, uh, stuartsfactory.co.uk because I used to sell like loads of art sort of stuff on it. Um, obviously, I've got my... So I've got um, Cumbria Solar Supplies. That's a company that sells the solar. So that's um, www.solarsupplies.online. Um, www.solarsupplies.online. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, so the other one's uh, stewartsfactory.co.uk. Um, and yeah, um, obviously, the things I've got, I've got loads of help on the solar side. So if anybody wanted to do some off-grid stuff, if they wanted an off-grid um caravan glamping pod shepherd's hut what else we're we doing um stables okay. uh agricultural buildings where you're doing uh carports that charge electric cars up yeah carports are doing doing electric uh charging electric cars um carports that charge your electric e-bikes your electric scooters um do your house um obviously thermodynamic heating um, obviously, we do lithium sets, we do uh, lead acid sets, AGM sets for your batteries. Um, but the beauty with us, obviously, because we've got we've got it all at work. You know what I mean? So people can come, they can test it. Uh, we've been off grid since two thousand and six. They can test all this stuff. They can so instead of buying a cat in a bag and not knowing what to do with it. Obviously, they can come to us. We can do a like a thirty minute show how to do it and how to put it together. They can test it to the heart's content. So. This what 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 you're saying there? It's something that um, if anybody out there that's listening is interested in um, solar energy, going off grid with all different sorts of ways of doing that. Yeah. Um, Stu's got a facility where you can come and have a look at how he's done it. Yeah. And you can see that he's got a miniature factory. Everything he spoke about, all these businesses are all running from this place and it's off grid. It's running off solar panels, battery banks. Uh, I don't think you've got a wind turbine at the minute, have you? But no, we had, we, had, we had wind turbine. It was problematic. So unless you're spending big money, they're, yeah. just, they're a bit problematic, wind turbines. But, but this is the sort of level of stuff that, that's achievable by... Uh, someone like me, someone like anybody, someone who wants to power up the garden shed to a uh, summer house or something like that. It's to, to, to something bigger. Um, some of the stuff that we've been talking about recently is really big stuff, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if anybody wants to take up that opportunity after, after lockdown, I, I highly recommend it. Um, and if you're a dude, take and you've got kids, take your kids because it'll be an education for them as well. So, um, and Stu will get bombarded with uh, loads of dads taking the taking the boys. For oh, no, no, but, uh, no. But no, it's 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 worth getting in touch with him if you're interested in setting up a, a solar system because the stuff that he's got running yeah. working is absolutely amazing to see. So, um. So we will have you on again at some point, but uh, for now, I'm going to let you get on and um, finish whatever you're doing in the house there. It's, uh, it's getting late here, so... Cheers. Uh, right, well, thanks for having us on. Yeah, uh, until next time, man. Eh?